Yo, what's going on? It's a solo dolo episode today, and it's, uh, it's on a Tuesday. Can you believe that? It's a Tuesday, 810 podcast. It's your boy, Bad News Von Villain. This is not going to be a long, super long podcast. There's no guests this week or nothing like that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to just come on here and just make a random-ass podcast, Impromptu. That's probably going to be the title of this episode, is just Impromptu. And for one, my mic's probably sounding a lot better. So, the how we've been doing the podcast last week, last the last couple of weeks, is basically we do an Instagram call, and um, most of us cut our cameras off. And um, basically, I was scooped. The camera, I mean, the, the phone, I almost called it a camera. Well, I guess it is a camera. I'll scoot the phone underneath the mic, and um, I'll hit record. And that's how we make magic. Uh, we, we usually be done, like, in an hour. Or sometimes we have Mr. Nasty Lee right here. About, about two hours and some more after that. Like, it's... Yeah, he's a talker, all right? So... But as you guys know that we have co-hosts and stuff, we got Wrestling Hair Guy, the guy we went to All Out with, and then we got uh, the Belt Guy, as you've seen on Instagram, being him feuded on Instagram, and now we're co-hosts, my damn business. And then we got Mariah, and then we got um, occasionally Nasty Leroy. I said occasionally, because he comes in and he, uh, he kind of helped out with the of us coming into the team of the 810 podcast. So I'm really appreciated with these guys. These guys got a day off today. And I just felt like shooting the shit before actually going to Indiana. Indiana, it's kind of up in the air, but there is a plan to do 810 Live. It may not be 810 Live. It may just be a regularized podcast on Saturday. Just don't know. We're just going to have to see. Uh, we're supposed to be uh, going to see... A nasty Leroy, he was announced for the Clusterfuck Battle Royal for the Joy Janela Spring Break, along with the Walmart Deuce, which we did secure for a guest for 810 Live, but you know, like I said, Indiana's actually up in the air. Um, me, myself, and Belt Guy was going to literally go to this, um, this show, but um, I have to say this, I'm just not going to go into it. Reason why it's kind of up in the air, politics is real in his ugly head. And you know, I don't discuss politics. I don't like discussing politics. If I do discuss politics, it's amongst my peers behind closed doors. It's not never in public, even in public, even at a workplace or even at home. It's still a touchy subject sometimes. So I just don't really do all kinds of politics at all. So that's the thing is just politics and um yeah, but I'm not here to just talk about the politics. Actually, I'm here to share some stories because I've been wanting to do this series for a bit. This is um, uh, as you guys know, in a few days, actually Sunday, um, 
I have said on my Pro Wrestling Tees, especially ProWrestlingTees.com, slash BadNewsVon810, buy the damn t-shirt. Uh, we got two new designs, V for Vaughn. By it is made by the uh, the marvelous and wonderful. You better bow down to him, uh, the belt god, <laughs> pretty much uh, a Michigan own, if you will, have made those awesome designs. And folks, it's on sale um, at Pro Wrestling Tees. All you gotta do is put the uh, promo code Fall, and you get twenty percent off. On your order. And while you're there, go ahead and get yourself a nasty Leroy shirt and support independent wrestling. Or go ahead and get yourself a nice legendary shirt. You know, like Roddy Roddy Piper, Macho Man, Randy Savage, or a Ric Flair. Just don't go buy my shirt. Buy everybody's shirt. Support everybody, pretty much. So anyway, um, as I was saying about the October 11th. October 11th marks the 15 years of me being in mixed martial arts. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been retired, but I guess and it keeps going, as most wrestlers said. Um, actually, I have walked away from the sport a very long time, so I don't know any other new fighters or nothing like that. So, But it's marks 15 years, and I actually have some, um, some, some, some stories. And, and I will include some wrestling stories later on. Probably this episode, maybe the next one, depends on how... Well, this is received. <sighs> so I don't even know where to, uh, to begin. Because, for one, my mom listened to this episode. My boss listened to this episode. Um, everybody listened to this fucking episode, okay? And there was one thing that I can't... I can't say it. I just can't. I can't, I can't say it, all right? For one, <laughs> I'll probably go to jail <laughs> if I say this. <laughs> How about that? How about that? We we are not going to say anything. All right, it, that that specific um, incident has something to do with me turning pro in the year 2010 uh, for King of the Cage in Traverse City. And all I can say is, I'm just going to say this. I got kicked out of my room. I didn't get kicked out. I got asked to leave my room because a UFC veteran was coming and it needed a room. And they thought they had the bright idea to kick the main event out. I guess I'm telling the story without actually telling what happened in the end. So I'm just going to say that. They had the bright idea to kick the main event out. I'm like, why the fuck have you kicked the main event out? You, you don't. What if I get concussed? What, what, what if I get concussed? What if I, you know, get knocked out? What if I get a broken arm or something? What if I, like, want to go somewhere straight from the hospital at that, at that city? I'm not in my home city. Why would I get, why, why would you let me get, give up my room? I didn't understand that. I was really upset about that. So, <laughs> they said a, a UFC veteran, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say his name right now. But a USC veteran and a Pride veteran was coming, and they needed a room, and they said, hey, we heard that you had to go to work the next day. Like, no, I took the day off. I'm not going to fucking work if I'm going to get concussed. And guess guess what? Guess who got concussed the next day? Me. So, so yeah, so I got kicked out of my room. Uh, I'm not going to say what I did out of uh, retaliation. Uh, nobody knows I did it. So, 
I'm not gonna say. Let's just say. Um, let's cut this story down. The flight happened. I got concussed. No one took me to the hospital. At all. I was in the woods up north. My black ass that never went camping at all was up north. In the woods. For what I remember this story because they told me the next day. They said I was so fucking out of it. I wouldn't leave the car because I thought I was in a, mo- a scene of Avatar. That's how bad the cuss I was. I should have went to the fucking hospital, right? Yeah, so I, I said, no, I don't want to leave the car. There's no helmets outside. Like, we don't have a helmet. We, we breathe air. We're going to die. They're like, what the fuck? And they're like, wait a minute. That's from Avatar. <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. So I just went ahead and took my shirt off because it's hot down here in this basement. But, uh, yeah, that's like, nah, man, so, I guess my baby mama had to go pee, and she was trying to wake me up, which, a concussed guy is knocked the fuck out, I'm not getting up, so, she's literally trying to go pee, but she hears a coyote, she's, I think she almost got eaten alive, it was, it was a big clusterfuck, you know, I was, I was pissed that I got kicked out of my room, and I was like, so, I did some of the retaliation right before I left that room. Um, after they cleaned the room and shit. So, uh, I said, uh, yeah, I, um, I left something in here. So, that's that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Alright. Um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Of course, we ran into a couple of people and stuff like that. There was that one. Alright, I can tell this one right here. Alright, so... Winding down my MMA career, I literally was a referee. I refereed three shows at this moment. I was, I was working my way to become legit licensed. And, um, but I was doing some amateur shows. Now, the, the first two amateur shows were good, you know. I, I learned a lot. But the third one, I was going through some personal problems, as most people do in their life. They go through personal problems. So I developed a drinking problem. Uh, actually, a drinking and cause I was on medication, and I guess I could say this publicly. I had a, a addiction, so I was going through some stuff uh, personally in 2013. So I thought it was like a weekend to get away. I usually numb myself basically. So I think I took something I was taking. I forgot what I was taking. Um, I was taking something. It was like a mood stabilizer, but it was like really strong. It makes it makes you feel like a zombie. And um, and I was drinking vodka with it, and it was like maybe like twelve o'clock. I was slamming down vodka. That bottle of vodka was fucking gone by the time the show was going, and I was obliterated. I can't believe I was so drunk. And it's kind of, I might sound like I'm proud of it. No, I'm not. I I look back at it like, man, I'm real shameful of that one. You know, I'm like. Why Why did I get drunk to referee a fight? Someone could have seriously got hurt. You know, that's it. I was just, just mad and irresponsible. And, yeah, I got fired after that, and, and, and I should. I should get fired. So it was one incident that uh, I did uh, during the end of the night. There was a, a young man. I do repost a picture on Instagram sometimes. The guy with dress, and the other guy looked like he's really fucking sad. Now, this will happen. Uh, like, I was refereeing the fights fine and t- intoxicated. I was trying to hide it. So, 
all that drilling and the crowd being into it, you know, I just didn't really feel drunk. I didn't look off. So I saw the pictures. So the guy with the dreads and the guy that looked down <laughs> in that picture, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but damn. <laughs> I, I think I recently used that picture as a meme. Like that guy got his arms up and they said, This is 2020. Like, this is your, <laughs> this is 2020. And the guy that got his head down is like, This is your plans. That was, that was pretty fucked up. So, what happened was, this guy kicked this guy with a devastating head kick, right? And he, he fell down, right? Now, I was supposed to call the fight. Now, I must have been watching KM. I'm not KM. Why did I say that? But, um, I must have been watching K1. It, it's similar. K1. I was watching K1. I guess, uh, in my head. And I thought I was a down. So I thought it was a kickboxing match. And it was an MMA match. So this guy basically kicks him. And, you know, the guy is, you know, he's, he's, his, his match is done for, uh, essentially, you know. He went down. So my dumb ass pick him up, ask him, do you want to continue? He nods his head, and the guy... I don't know, he didn't seem furious, he didn't, you know, he didn't ask me why I'm doing this or nothing like that, he didn't question it, maybe he just wanted to knock him back down again, you know what I mean, uh, so, I asked the other guy, do you want to continue, and I'm like, and, and, I, and I called the fight again, and he, he not, he, this time he just submits him, and so basically this guy gets humiliated twice, he gets knocked down and submitted, and, you know, the next day I feel like shit, not only because of hangovers, but I feel like, oh, fuck, this is not a professional, this is not how a professional acts, you know? So, pretty much, um, you know, I got to talking to, you know, I like Sammy Guevara threw that chair at Matt Hardy. It was something like that. Because, you know, somebody's life wasn't on the line, you know? I could have ended a little bit worse, look a little bad, you know what I mean? So I got a little talking to him on that one, you know, and I, I, I haven't able to referee again. But one, Michigan um, MMA has been regulated. And number two, so much politics in MMA. I mean, it's just it's fucking horrendous. That's what actually led to me retiring. And then and I know you guys heard the stories about me having tick disorder. That was just, uh, that was just... Uh, what's the saying go? That was just, I wouldn't say the tip of the iceberg, but that was a start. I started developing that. Um, but I got that way before I retired. It, it started coming in real strong every now and then. But I, 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 I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I got that way before I retired. Um, but... Let's just say there was a contract negotiation, and I agreed to fight this guy, and the purse was going up, and it was going up, and it was going up, and it was going up, and for me to just to show up, and I'm like, fuck yeah, and you know, my trainer, Kelly True, was like, nah, you ain't fighting that guy, give it to Travis, and I'm like, What? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. And that was my last day of training, and I retired after that because I was like, you know, I worked hard for this. I've been off for a year after that, and now I'm in home in my craft. Even Kelly's like, dude, you look like you're about to ready to fight. I'm like, yeah, I am ready to fight. They offered me a contract. 
you know, and I was pretty fucked up, you know, time I was a single dad, and Maria was there, my daughter was, uh, moved in with me full time, she was with me full time at that moment, I didn't have a job, or I think later on I did get a job, I went back to Walmart, but <laughs> at the time, I didn't have a job, you know, I was, this is, this is how, like, I hate, I, I do uses, I use this in pro wrestling, this is how I eat, you know what I mean, this, it was serious, you know, sponsorships, and, um, the next fight, that's how I ate, that's how the bills were paid, that's how food got on the clothes in the back, you know what I'm saying, and, and you took that away from me, that's why I walked away, you know, ever since, and, and there's been talks of me coming back, you know, to fight, but uh, the love for it is gone sometimes, I mean, I, I have itches, don't don't get me wrong, I have itch, I, I, I literally do, but I thought that shit was just so fucked up to give it to that racist-ass bastard. And yes, I'm calling Travis Pentagill a racist bastard. He said the most sly shit. He said he is not a team player. He's in it for himself. Don't know why he was on a fucking MMA team. You know, he put people down. He was a bully. He was a racist fucking bully. And I had to deal with that shit for three or four years, you know. And that was Kelly's uh, pet, pet uh, teacher's pet right there. You know, he, he he gave him all the heavyweight fights. He gave him all the pay. I mean, yeah, Travis was a skilled heavyweight. He was a, a, a great state wrestler. But, man, that attitude of his, his attitude, he was not a humble guy. He was like, let's say like Brock Lesnar times 10. You know, Brock Lesnar's a little humble. You know what I mean? He's he's hum, he's a little humble. He's a little older, you know. He's a little older, a little humble. But this Travis Pentagel, this guy is just, he's not, he's not. Nobody likes him in the MMA world, and he and I think um, what's that thing they do with Superman when Superman banishes uh, uh, his villains to to space and shit? That's what they did with Travis. Basically, the MMA world did that. They picked up on that, and he got banished. I, I think he had was forced to retire, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, man. So fuck that guy. You know, he always came with the excuses and shit like that. And uh, this guy basically scared him one time. Rest in peace. Uh, forgot his name, but rest in peace. He's a Detroit native. Uh, he All he did was yell at him before his fight. And he didn't yell at him. He made some kind of sound like a... He was like, and something like that. Was, I can't do it, but... And it spooked him before, before they got out the cage. And he's defeated right there and there, bro. So, yeah. So, we talk about MMA. We talk about the referee and stuff like that. But, honestly, let's get into the um, one of the fights I do kind of, like, hint. Um, and I'm probably going to be depressed talking about it, but I need to get this out in the world. All right. So, after King the Cage, right, I'm working at Walmart. I think I was considering nationally retiring then. All right. So, <laughs> um I'm working at Walmart and stuff like that, making good money. I, I ain't gonna lie. And when you work full time at Walmart, you make some uh, you making some good pay. Okay. Um, so it's this promoter named Big John Eubanks. And um, this is I don't fuck with Big John at all after this. Um, so it was this promoter named Big John Eubanks. He hits me up. Um, I think two weeks notice. I've been training. Um, 
he's basically selling the fact that I can beat this guy. And it's uh, Joe Battaglia. Um, so, basically, these people had me um, come down, get medicals done, and everything like that. And basically, tell me that I didn't have to pay back the medicals. And I signed the contract and everything. Um, but they basically kept hinting, and I mean hinting, hinting hard, that, yeah, you don't have to pay your medicals, you know, if you lose. If you lose, you don't have to pay the medicals, you know, you get your purse and stuff. But if you win, you know, you have to pay the medicals back and I get taken out of your purse. Hey, wait a minute, that don't make any sense. So when I told somebody at Walmart about this, and he asked me the day, night before, I was like, hey, man, what you gonna do? I'm like, I don't know, what you mean? He goes, what you gonna do to the fight? I mean, you already signed the contract. I mean, for what you tell me, you lose, you keep your purse. You win, you don't get most. You don't get most of your purse. You get a little bit. I go. <sighs> I was like, I took a deep breath. You'll see Monday. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So fight time come. I didn't tell nobody. Um, didn't tell, I think I didn't. I didn't tell nobody. This was gonna happen. So basically, I, I, my mind was made up that week that I was going to throw the fight. And I was like, you know what, that's extra money. I was just caring about money, you know. So I was extra money. So what it is, I throw a few punches, a leg kick. Now, I don't. I never really like to watch the fight, but uh, I closed my eyes. As soon he uh, hit a, like a jab, whatever, I closed my eyes and he went in for the kick. He went for the kill. You know how, like, I don't know if anybody has ever thrown a fight before, but it's the most hardest thing to fucking do. It's the most hardest thing your body can do is throw a fight. I mean, my body did not want to throw it. Like, my hands were down. I'm just fucking trying to fall down, you know. I'm trying to fall the fuck down. You know, I'm trying to lay down, you know, and I can't lay down. My knees, it, it, my, my knee is in one, I'm on one knee. I'm trying to get there, but my body's like, no motherfucker get up and fight until i finally fell down like i took a lot like i took a knee to the face and the blood started gushing and you know i I took a lot all right um so afterwards it's payday and they've now basically said i owe medicals and i had to pay them back so they took my purse and that person that brought me in, the manager, was there. And he didn't negotiate. He didn't try to. But he was, I was the only fighter he brought in. And what happened was he called me the next day. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, man, you don't know the next time you have to fight, blah, 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 blah. So he met, like, the promoter. And like, yeah, uh, I, got, I got paid. I'm like, you did? How you get paid? You mean, I'm the only one you brought in. Uh, yeah, he almost didn't pay me, but I got paid, though. I'm like, well, what happened to my shit? <laughs> like, you, you should go ahead and take him to court or something. I'm like, what? The fuck you mean I'm going to take him to court, man? He's like, you the one that brought me in. You the one that called me. Get this straightened out. But, yeah, I, that's why I don't fuck with Big John Eubanks no more, bro. It's, uh, fuck that guy. You know, that, that fucking made us. Like, he gave me a really bad reputation. It's, like, really bad. It's on YouTube and shit, like... Like, anytime my baby mama gets a new boyfriend, she shows them that fight. Knowing I threw that fight. 
It's kind of funny. I'm like, dude. I'm like, so <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, uh, like I, I, I can fucking fight. I can get down. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is, this is silly. Like, why would you sell? Why you, see all, all the fights? You gonna show them that one? <laughs> but yeah, man. But yeah, after that, I was learning as a fighter, and you know. I, I took some time away, and I came back, and I trained, and I trained, and I trained. I only had a few fights after that. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm 34 now, about to be 35. So it's like pretty soon, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I want to go back to the cage or not, but pro wrestling is something I just want to do, you know, and in my time, and it's something I just want I'm really passionate about, you know. Um, alright, so that's enough with the MMA stories, so I'm going to leave you with one pro wrestling story from the pro wrestling, well, maybe two, two, there's two of them, um, this is uh, in 2018, uh, I want to say this before my knee injury, um, no, I was not wrestling, I was, uh, I think I just set up the ring, I think I was, like, in the crowd asking, like, like a hidden security guard just in case shit happens, <laughs> I was sitting all over the place. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I was like the hidden security guard. <laughs> so, um so, you know, this one thing I look for um when watching Botchamania is the uh that talk too much segment that Botchamania does. Yeah, I listen to people actually calling their matches in the ring on the fly. So I didn't hear too much of that. I didn't hear a clothesline or nothing like that. So it got to the main event. And okay, so let me just start with the beginning here. There's this Mexican guy. Um, I really thought that he's, you know, the referee or somebody's dad. <laughs> that sounds really bad. I really thought he was somebody's dad or somebody's uncle, somebody's referee or something like that. <laughs> he walks up to me. Now that's one thing they teach you in wrestling etiquette is to introduce yourself to all the wrestlers, right? So I, I did that, introduced myself to all the wrestlers, right? Even this dude that looked like Island Angels. And that makes me wonder. <laughs> that was him or not. <laughs> like I met ja- Josh Raymond uh, from uh, um, MTV's uh, Wrestling Society X. I didn't recognize him at first, you know? You know but, hey, I, I met him and, you know, I talked to the world, our world champ and his wife and you know, and uh, Tommy Vendetta was there, and Nolan Edwards was there and stuff. You know, um, so anyway, the Mexican guy, he was in the main event. Now, this guy is, like, out of shape. You know, he, he's, he's well in his 50s, probably. He's out of shape. You know, I'm, like I said, I thought he was somebody's dad. Um, so I'm thinking, like, okay, who's Malice? Because like, that's our champion's name, Malice. Gideon Malice. He's a he's 6'7". Big gray hair dude, like think Goldberg, but more leaner, and uh, and Christian. All right, so <laughs> think that. All right, I hate to compare him to Goldberg, but that's like the only thing I can do if you guys never seen him before. So Gideon Malice is in the ring, or no, no, he's yeah, he's in the ring and he's waiting for his opponent. His opponent, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he started doing. He came up going, all right, then like start doing this dance. I'm like, wait a minute. This man's in tights and a shirt. I'm like, wait a minute. Nah, this can't be the main event. <laughs> I was like, 
Like, this can't be the fucking main event. And it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, he's wrestling for the belt. All right, whatever. All right, maybe, maybe it's something we don't know. You know, looks can be deceiving, you know? I'm, I'm judging a book by his tubber. That's, that's shame on me. But, yeah, uh, yeah, this book looked like it lived up to his tubber. So. so, when the match starts, my man is already tired. He got his offense in and stuff. He is already done. All right, he's done. So, Miles starts slam, slamming him. My man is breathing real too hard. He's breathing hard as fuck, right? He's breathing hard. My Malice uh, Irish whip him to the corner. And he gets he hits him with the splash, but you can tell he didn't hit him too hard. You know, it's basically just re- I can't give away the secrets. <laughs> I was watching this game. Like, it's basically just re- I can't give away the secrets. Um, so basically, I hear Malice ask him, are you okay? I'm like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, wait a minute. And I was like, I, I noticed my man was about done. You know what I mean? I knew he was about done. So, <laughs> he hits him with the splash. My man just falls down. I think he just wanted to be, <laughs> he just wanted to be left alone after that. Right? So, oh, I forgot to mention Marty Jones is there. And, um, you know, Marty Jones, uh, Andre the Giant's uh, tag team partner from uh, England. He was also in that speaking out movement, right? So, Marty Jones is there, and uh, he's trying to help my man because my man, I guess my man rolled off the ring, and Gideon Malice hits, accidentally hits Marty Strong, um, Marty Strong, Marty Jones in the arm. He hits him in the arm, I guess, in a baseball slide. Marty Jones try, uh, is not wrapping up; he's hawking up, brother, and uh, he takes off his uh, his uh, Japanese steakhouse jacket and slams it on the ground, and he's like. And he's, he's about to, like, give it to Gideon Malice, right? So, uh, Malice basically just chokeslamming my mans. One, two, three. So, the match is over with, right? Usually, and I mean usually, when somebody get beaten, they usually roll out. You know, they usually roll out of the ring or something like that. Or, you know, like, uh, get on one knee at a tongue buckle. Sitting at an apron, already at the back. <laughs> so okay, so Malice and Marty Jones is cutting a promo on each other now. Marty Jones is refusing to give him the belt, right? He's refusing to hand him the belt because he doesn't respect him as a champion because of that accidental baseball slide, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> me including the whole entire crowd. Thought my man was dead. Like, he did not move. This promo was five minutes. My man is lying there, breathing his last breaths. Like, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Where is, I'm, I'm security, so shame on me. But where was the other security guards that was actually a part of the show that actually helped? They, they usually help the wrestlers. Like, there's the, there's the referee and there's the wrestlers. I mean, there's the, I mean, no, there's the referee and there's the security guards and they help him back to the back. Where were they at? Where was the referee? He was just in there. Like, they could have easily helped this guy back, but no, I guess they had feared that this dude had literally died in the ring. Like, I, I thought so too. I'm like, oh my God, he, he's dead. <laughs> like, like, oh God, he died in the ring. I, that's horrible. Like, that's something, that's, that's, that's tragic. <laughs> but he, 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 after, 
After the show over with, he, he finally rolled off the ring. <laughs> he finally rolled off the ring. So we in the back. I guess he hurried up. I guess he went home in his tights. So he just didn't have time to change back to his clothes. Fuck those clothes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck those clothes. Went back home. So... We're back there. We're talking to Malice and shit. And he's talking to us about the match. And uh, the the head trainer, Joe um, Xavier Justice, is like, did he sandbag you? Like, yeah. The whole match. <laughs> sandbag means um, basically they were basically dead weight. That's what sandbag means. They were basically dead weight the whole time in that whole match. And that's what he was. He was just dead weight. He was tired. He had... His ball of fire in the first, you know, first couple of seconds, but he was dead on arrival. <laughs> All right. So the second incident after that was taking down the ring that same night. So you guys know I I I like my skinnies, right? I like my skinny jeans. I don't know. I don't like them too skinny. I like I like them a little loose. I wear, I wear something that's a sister to skinny jeans, like bikers, like biker jeans. That's what they call them. It's like skinny jeans, but looser. You know, it's like an actual normal-looking jean, but it's like got the uh, the style of skinny jeans. It's kind of weird and very confusing how I'm explaining because I'm confusing myself. But anyway, so this faithful night, um, we are t- we are taking down the ring, right? And I'm at one of the ring posts, and I'm taking down the, uh, the bungee that holds the ring apart when it. Do the Irish whip, right? So, while taking that apart, I hear a very slow speed-up rip. Like, and I have flashbacks at King in the Cage again. Because I ripped my shorts in King in the Cage by doing a high kick. Uh, and, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a real thing. And that turned red as fuck. So... I literally asked Tommy Vendetta, who's now wrestled for XICW and uh, I think Independent Pro, uh, Independent TV. I asked him, "Hey, did you did you hear that? Hear what?" I'm like, "Nothing." <laughs> like that uh, scene in uh, Next Friday. Nothing, nothing. So uh, yeah, the wrestlers found out that I ripped my pants. They gave me shit before it. It was like it was my my whole ass was blown the fuck out like it was ripped it was like ripped to to ass to ball sack and then to like right thigh like straight up till you can see the back of my kneecaps that's how bad it was ripped and i had no change of clothes right right so so uh i think how's like a, a, it's quite a drive i'm not gonna say how many hours it is but yeah they went to go stop to get something to eat uh i feel like it's been like forever since we were in the car, so I fell asleep. And I forgot I had these ripped ass pants on until I got in the uh, restaurant. And I'm trying to, like, I mean, like, man, maybe nobody noticed. Too. A bunch of teenagers came in. I don't know why there's teenagers out at 2 o'clock at night at a stick and shake, but they are. But um, when we got ready to leave, I started hearing a snicker. And I'm like, it's only because you know, I felt a breeze. And I remember right there that my ass was blowing in the back of my jeans. <laughs> I was like, oh lord. I was like, uh, how to get me home? And then I think when I came back, 
uh, yeah, when I came back to Flint, I believe, um, the power was down. Like, I had a power outage. Um, at my old house, like, a tree knocked out all the power and shit. And we almost ran into that bitch, because it was so late. And I go, Javier, wait! Javier, stop! And I goes, he goes, what? The tree is down, we almost ran into that bitch. You're like, he's speeding, too. He's, you know, I, I don't blame him, he's ready to go back home. He's driving all the way from Lansing. So he has to go back where Howell is at. And, man, and dude, I, I'm going to end this with right here. So, while my pants is ripped, some guy got in my face. I guess I was looking at his girl or whatever like that, right? And he felt some type of way. His girl, I guess, amped him up for it. And he walked up to me, the big black guy. <laughs> We're about to get ready to leave. And I'm like, y'all, and I, I'm going to say this. Some people going to get offended. Hey, I'm black. I can say it, all right? Uh, y'all be nigga knocking niggas out, huh? Y'all be knocking niggas out, huh? I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute. He's drunk. I really want to say, you know, wrestling's predetermined. It's fake. It's, as and as Aaron O'Ryan would say, it's uh ninety percent gay. Love <laughs> <What was> it. <laughs> I gotta tell you a story on that one. That 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 right there deserves its own story right there. That ninety percent gay comment. That this, yeah. So anyway, he was like, "You knocking niggas out, right?" So I guess he felt some type of way, and he kept getting closer and closer. And I guess one of the wrestlers saw my demeanor. Now, there's one thing. Now, I'm a very nice guy. I'm, I'm really am. I'm not just tuning my horn. I'm a nice guy. But that's one thing you just don't want to cross is get in my personal space and you're drunk and belligerent. I feel threatened. <laughs> I feel like I want to play that clip. I feel threatened. Back off. <laughs> so I kept it cool, but I slowly started bawling my fists. And um, so one of the wrestlers came by and tried to grab me out of the situation. You know, he tried to grab me out of the situation. And um, and he, he noticed that I did not really budge. <laughs> he noticed that. Because I, I was like, you know, dude, if he starts swinging, man, I got to be able to uh, be right here and knock him the fuck out. So while he's walking up, my fist is balled. I had it cocked back. I was waiting. And I was like, and while he's saying that, y'all, y'all, y'all from Flint, y'all, be, y'all be knocking niggas out, right? I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, bro, you seen me fight before or something? Wait, what? He goes, what? I'm like, you seen me fight before? He go, wait, you don't do pro wrestling? I'm like, nah, I'm a legit MMA fighter. And as soon as I said that, my man, my, my friend, uh, Josh or Jack Kelly, um, grasped my shoulders. He goes, wait, fuck, you tense. I was like, holy fuck, you're tense. Like, I'm um, like, um, come on, man, we gotta go. Like, like, hey, I'm like, he's like, hey, I don't know what that guy' problem was, bro, but we had to get down, we had to go, bro, because I, I don't know what the hell was going to happen, and I seen your demeanor change instantly. I'm like, I'm from Flint. What do you, what do you expect, you know? So, but yeah, that's that's the uh, the the 15 years of uh, Vine, Bad News Vine, KG Knuckles, Jake Kiji, Kiji the Grappler. I went by so many fucking names, Von Villain. You know, I can't believe this. I I thought it was gonna be a short episode, but it's it's been a really good episode. I I think I hope we didn't talk about nothing that happened in wrestling. That interesting happened. Um, I can give you a, a rundown real quick. Roman Reigns, champ. 
Drew McIntyre is still champ. Keith Lee is still in a fucking singlet. Retribution. Uh, they got Ali. There you go. So, all right. So look for the uh, the next episode to be on Twitch. It's probably going to be uh, 8-1-0 live. If we do do it, it's going to definitely be on Twitch. If I start promoting a lot more, it's definitely going to be on Twitch. Uh, look on it on Instagram. That's where basically I put all my announcements on. It's on Instagram at uh, official underscore bad underscore news underscore Vaughn. So thank you for stopping by. Um, we're going to try to do this on a regular basis. Uh, the 15 years, baby. I feel like I did this off because I, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. It was, it was a Jericho thing. It's This is a Jericho. Jericho's doing the 30 years of Jericho tomorrow. And I just did the 15 years of Vaughn. All right. So <laughs> I just did that shit, right? Okay. So this is going to be called Impromptu, the beginnings of 15 years. That's the name of going to be the episode. This is the episode for the week. I see you guys maybe at the collective. And uh, good luck to Nancy Leroy at the uh, Clusterfuck Battle Royal. Good luck to Lord Adrian and company at the Clusterfuck Battle Royal. Um, like I said, Instagram, official bad news bond. Um, bad, um, official underscore bad underscore news underscore bond. And buy yourself a pro wrestling tease. T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. Bad News Vaughn 810. Buy the damn T-shirt. Salutations, everybody. I fire bomb clips like left I did Notorious Like that best I kid Big or small you can get it Dead raw Like trying to brawl a strong arm a midget uh, I pull that nine out my pocket I'm lying I pull that Mac out the closet Start crying Bring cats out of pocket Stop trying Take that Get back Clap iron You know stop
stay low, keep fine. Uh, I put the lead in the gap, the metal go clap. I lay clacks flat on they back. Stop fucking with this radical cat. You fuck around and need a medical cap. The letter go clap, you had to go back. Uh, it's BC in a place to be with two beaters on a waist of me. No facing me. It's BC in a place with y'all freak. And I got what it takes to rock the mic right. Yeah, still watch what you say out your mouth. Cause 50 shots still will burn the club out. In a place with young freak, and I got what it takes to rock. 